Our Father, come on, let's all do it together now. Ready? Here we go. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Today we're going to focus on this section of scripture that says, give us our daily bread. And the first thing that we want to focus on, the first thing I want to just bring out and want to mention to you is, it's okay to ask God for daily stuff. It's okay to ask God for natural things, to ask God for food, to ask God for clothing, to ask God for, for houses, to ask God for cars, for transportation. It's okay for us to ask God for things. How do we know that it's okay to ask God for things? It's because when the disciples of Jesus came to him and said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Do you know what Jesus says? Pray this, give us this day our daily bread. And what we're going to find out that it's not just about daily bread, but it's about everything that we need to sustain our lives. It's everything that we need to, to be who God's created us to be and to do what God's created us to do. Amen? So our focus here is on turning to the Lord and saying, Jesus, um, I, we depend on you. It, it really is. It's about our focus. This, this section of scripture here, it starts with, it says, give us give us. Now, I know that in some um, teachings, in some places, people would say, oh, you don't pray for yourself, and you, you put others in front of yourself, and, and it's all about others. Well, let me just tell you this. If, if you don't have food to eat, if you don't have rest, if you don't have the, the things that you need to survive in life, you're not going to be a whole lot of good to anybody else. Amen? Do we agree with that? And so it's not being selfish, it's being ordered, it's being well-established according to the scriptures. And so that's what Jesus is teaching us here. So he's saying there in verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. Now, um, one of the things that there's a, there's a debate among scholars, among uh, commentaries that's been going on for a, a long time, and in this debate they say, okay, so when... When Jesus is saying, teaching his disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Um, first of all, how many people notice there that he's saying, give us this day? This day. Okay, talking about today. Um, and in context of this, give us this day our daily. So it's something that we need daily, our daily bread. That they say that there's a, discussion, there's a discussion that goes on that says that Jesus was referring to a couple of sections of Scripture, one section or the other. One section of Scripture is found in Exodus chapter 16. I'm not going to have it up on the screen there, but in Exodus chapter 16, the children of Israel had come out of Egyptian bondage. They're, they're going through the desert. As they're going through the desert, they begin to grumble. They begin to complain because they're not having food. They don't have all of the stuff they had back in Egypt, the, the flesh pots, the, the, the stews that they used to eat as they were there in slaves. And they're crying out to God. And God says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you bread from heaven. As a matter of fact, let me just uh, read this um, section of scripture here because I... I 
I love it. I was reading it this week, and I was reading again this morning. I'm marked on it here. Exodus chapter 16, in verse 4, the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day. They shall go out every day, and I'm, I'm going to rain, I'm going to provide, I'm going to be the one who gives. Do you, know why, uh, do you know why we have anything at all in this world? Okay, we have, while we have life, while we have strength, while we have clothes, while we have breath, while we have anything, it's because God's given it to us. Okay, and somebody says, what do you mean God gave it to me? I went out and worked, and I worked hard, and I slept. Well, who gave you the energy? Who gave you the ability, right? Everything comes from the Lord. So God says, look, I'm going to give, I'm about to, I'm about to rain down bread from heaven. Here's what I'm going to do. Now, here's the people's responsibility. Every day, everybody say every day, every day, they're to go out and to gather their portion daily. Uh, this, this is an interesting scripture. I heard a, a minister say this one time. He said, it's interesting that God says e day, every, uh, daily and day. That, that every day you go out and do this daily. In the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread, right? Do you, do you know what the real focus, the real emphasis here is? It's, it's not so much that God just wants you to be begging for bread every day or having to get stuff every day. I mean, we, we really know that, that God could have rained down instead of daily bread, he could have rained down yearly bread. Right? I, I mean, is God, could, God could say, hey, I'm just going to give you a full year supply. You don't have to go out. You don't have... But you know what God's wanting? He's wanting us to focus on him and communicate with him every day. Do you know why? Because it's good for us. To be in the presence of God, to communicate with God, it's a good thing for us to be connected with God every day. And so he says to the children of Israel, he says, go out there every day and gather a day's portion for that day. And, and let me say, I think we need to, um, uh, I know that, that we've got it, we should be planning and we prepare and we prepare for retirement and we, you know, we, we, we look for and we've got schedules and calendars and all kinds of stuff. But can I tell you that we can only live one day at a time, right? I, I, and so we need to focus on being sure that as the scripture says in the New Testament, we redeem the time as wise men and not get so caught up. And I, Jonathan, I'll say this. I thought it was very interesting. One of the things that you um, spoke and prayed over and prophesied about was about stress and anxiety and worry. How many times do we get so twisted and bent out of shape about what's going to take place and, and what I'm not going to have and what's not going to take place and, and what about the, when the bill comes through due or what about when this happens or that happens? And can I tell you the truth is that what we have is today. Do the very best we can with the day that is called today. Amen? And the, very, the, the way to make sure that it's the best is to start in the presence of the Lord, is to be connected upon God. And so what God is saying is, look, I want to be connected upon, I want us to be connected, and I want you to depend on me as your source for everything that you need. 
Okay? God promises that he's going to give us bread and food and all those kind of things. And so he knows, every, he knows everything that we're going to need. He knows everything that we're going to ask. Do you think that we ever go to God and surprise him? It's like, you know, God, listen, I, I need healing in my body. God, I need, I need money for my bills. God, I need, I, need, I need help with my job. And all of a sudden, God goes, oh, really? When did that take place? No, there's nothing that's going to surprise God. So why does God say, come to me daily and ask for my help? Because he wants us to be able to have an opportunity to exercise our faith every day. He wants our focus to be on him daily, but he wants the direction of our faith to be on him daily. Amen? So that daily we are coming and we are depending upon God to be our source at every point, every point of our life. He's, the, he's my source. He's the, the one that I trust in. And, and, and the reason is that if we're not trusting in God, we're going to trust in something. Amen? We're, we're going to trust in something for our strength. We're going to trust in something for our provision. We're going to trust in, and most of the time, when we're not trusting in God, who do we trust in? We trust in ourselves. Has anybody ever found out that trusting in yourself will get you in trouble? Okay. Has anybody here ever, uh, let me just say, anybody here able to pick themselves up? <laughs> We've done that in the past, had people come. You can't pick, you can't lift yourself. If we can't even lift ourselves off the ground, how are we going to be our source of life and peace and strength and love and help? We can't do it. So we've got to make a definitive choice every day that I'm going to choose daily to depend upon God. And God, I'm going to communicate with you daily. I'm going to focus on you daily. I'm going to communicate with you. I'm going to choose you to be my source every single day. So daily, here's what we should be praying. We should be praying for the needs of our lives every day. Uh, and we all have needs. Sometimes it's the needs in our family, okay? Parents, do your children ever have needs? Do they, do they need, you know, a, to be comforted? Do they have a conflict and a friendship? And so you pray, God, send the right friends into my, into my children's life. And God, send the right relationships. And God, protect my children. Anybody here? I know last night was prom last night. How many people went to prom? How many of our guys went to prom last night? Two, only two, a few of us, a few people went to prom. I saw some pictures. Y'all were looking good. Now, come on, I'm proud of you. Really looking good. Uh, Jonathan, I don't think you were wearing shorts to prom last night. <laughs> no tux for church this morning. Prom deserves better than Jesus. I mean, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I just had to. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so, no, no, no. But, but I'm telling you, hey, parents, do you pray for the protection of your children? Are you praying for them? Are you praying for them to, so that they'll have everything they need, that they'll have a, a heart for the Lord, the hunger for God, a passion for the things of the kingdom of God? Are we praying? Are we asking? Because, look, we can't make those things happen. We can tell people about the goodness of God. God can reveal his goodness. We can tell them about love. He can manifest his love. Amen? So he's saying every day, we need to be praying. We need to be praying. There's a, a scripture 
I mentioned that this, this um, their, their commentaries, most commentaries say that when Jesus was praying, give us our daily bread, that he was referring to this Exodus scripture and it goes on and it says that the people, some went out and gathered some, some gathered, some gathered more, some gathered less, but everyone had whatsoever they needed and no one had lack. Listen, God's plan, God's purpose, God's intention for your life is not to have lack. God's intention for your life is to have what you need. Amen? And this is probably, and I think it's, this is probably, I think the scripture Jesus is quoting is probably both. In Proverbs chapter 30, where there's Agar, that's, he says this, and he says, um, he says uh, God, will you please bless me? Don't, don't give me too much that I forget about you, and then don't give me too little that I go hungry and, and am tempted to steal. Okay? So he, he's saying, God, I'm not asking for, for poverty and I'm not asking for prosperity. And, and I've heard others say and write in books, I've read this, that, you know, that, that tends to be the extremes, even when it comes to the preaching in the kingdom of God that people talk about. Say, well, you've got to have a poverty gospel, give everything away, and you're not really a Christian unless you're, you know, you're just, uh, you don't have anything and nothing's yours. And, and then really, you really are a Christian over here if you've got, if you're being prosperous and you got more than you could ever want and, and you've just, uh, you know, just keep more and more and more. And it's all about what I got. And, and the more that I've got shows how much. God blesses me. And, and both those extremes are wrong. God's not a poverty God or a prosperity God. You know what he is? He's a provision God. And some people need more and some people don't need as much. And God's got intention for some to do massive and some to do things. It doesn't mean they're any less important, but maybe they just don't take as much supply. God's concern is to provide for everything that you need, that you need in your life. God doesn't want you to lack. And so let me just Ask, and let me put this in here. Is there any lack in your life? Where, where's a place that you're lacking? If you're lacking in some place, I'm lacking in my body. I'm lacking in peace in my life. I'm lacking in fervency and spirit. I'm lacking in, in whatever it is. Then we come and we depend upon God to rain down upon us and to supply us with what we lack so we can be what he wants us to be and we can do what he wants us to do. So it's not just about bread. Matthew makes it pretty clear. Jesus uh, talking to the, the devil, okay, dealing with the devil. He says, hey, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Tim, you should be able to quote this. You quoted it earlier in script class this morning, right? But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So sometimes what we need is we need natural provision. We need shoes, we need clothes, we need gas for our car, we need a new tire. I had to get a new tire for my car this week. We need a new tire. Tires keep, how many people know that flat tires are not good things? Anybody? So every day my tire kept going down. I kept putting the air in it. Okay, no, that's not, that's not going to work that way. So whatever we need, natural things, asking the Lord for natural things. But there's some things in our lives that, that won't be fixed by natural supply. What we need is spiritual supply in our lives. And so we come to God for the natural, but we also come to God for the spiritual. And let me say this, whether it's natural or spiritual, sometimes the reason that we don't have what we need, we don't have our daily supply today, is simply because we haven't asked. We simply have just not asked the Lord 
We've, we have depended upon ourselves. We've depended upon our own ability. We've got used to living in a pit or a hole. We've got used to not having the peace of God or the power of God or the, the joy of the Lord in our lives. And we think this is the way that life is supposed to be lived. And I'm telling you, the good news is it's not. And if we ask, God will meet our need. He will open the windows of heaven and pour out. He will pour out upon our lives. Tim said this this morning. We need the word of God in every area of our lives. And folks, I want you to zero in with me, okay, right here. Uh, because I'm telling you that, that uh, the Lord spoke to me um, all through this last week. And yesterday, it just came together. I usually uh, print out my notes. But man, I was driving and stuff. And, and, and God gave me some very specifics that I want you to hear about. We cannot afford... Or we can afford to do nothing without God. We can't, there's not one thing, we, we, we can't, our, our, our marriages will not, not succeed without God. We will not succeed in our businesses without God. We, we won't succeed in relationships. We won't succeed as, as, as parents. We won't succeed. There will never be lasting success without the presence of the Lord. So we can afford to do nothing without the presence of God, without the Word of God, without the supply of God in our lives. And, and, and the good news is God cares about everything in your life. There's nothing that God doesn't care about. Let's look at me. Let me see your eyes, okay? There's nothing in your life that God doesn't care about. He cares about your business. He cares about all the details that have got to be handled. He, he, he cares about, about the, the relationships. He cares about the stresses. He cares about your work situation. Everything, every decision matters to God. So we need to ask God for his guidance, for his will, for his word. I put down a few things specifically. For his, uh, concerning financial needs. We need to bring our financial concerns to the Lord. We, sometimes we get into a pattern that just says, I just have to keep doing what I'm doing. And can I tell you that, that that's not a good pattern to live in because God is able to change the patterns of our lives. Amen. God's able to make a difference in your financial situation. God, we need God, whether it's personally, whether it's for your family, whether it's for your business. I'll tell you a quick story. That night, as you know, on the preschool next door, and actually it's her preschool, and uh, so, um, but in, in with the building move and all that kind of thing, one of the things that we've been looking at over the last uh, six months or so is what do we do? Do we shut the business down? Do we uh, find a new location? And so we've been looking for locations. And, and here's something that, that happened, and it could be verified very easily today. We were looking at a piece of property and had really already talked and agreed with the people on the, the price of the property, but it was like I was pressing to make something happen. It was like trying to figure it out and trying to work out the details and trying to... Has anybody ever tried to make something happen? Just me. Oh, just three of us. Or nobody else has ever tried to make something happen. You've never tried to work it out on your own strength. You've never tried to do it on your own. Okay. So we're trying to, I'm trying to make this happen. And then, um, and, and really, I feel like, oh, got it. Good. And then, uh, and then do you know what? The Lord brought somebody into my life. I was talking to this man. And this, I said, he said, how are things going? I said, oh, good. We're looking at this. And he says, you know what? 
He said, I was in a meeting a couple of days ago with some guys, and they were talking about that piece of property. They were looking at buying that piece of property, but, and he goes in to fill in some details. Has God ever brought supply into your life and saved you from making a bad decision? Do you know what I believe? Amen. Go ahead, give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. Do you know what I believe a big part of heaven's going to be? It's going to be us going like this. Really, Lord? That almost happened and you protected me? Really, Lord? I almost did that and it would have been a catastrophe? Really, Lord? All the stupid things I did? You mean there were all these others that I was about to do and you kept me from them? How many people think that there's so many things? I almost married that person, God, and look what you did. Right? I almost did this. I almost did this. I mean, I mean how many... Uh, I mean, can you think back and look and see that God's plan is to bless us? So I believe that it's, it's our responsibility to ask God for favor, to ask God for increase, to ask God to bless us, bless us. It's okay to ask God to bless your life so that his kingdom can increase, so that his will can be done, that you can be a blessing to others. Amen? Amen. So that we can be the man or the woman that God wants us to be, the family that God wants us to be, the church that God wants us to be. We must depend on God to have the wisdom we need to advance his kingdom. And folks, let me just put, I put a little asterisk here in my notes. This is why we exist. For the kingdom of God, for his will to be done. Come on, folks, where did all those amens go, right? For his kingdom to come, his will to be done. This is why we exist. And I'm concerned that as the church, that as the people of God, listen, hey, young people, listen, everybody, listen. I'm so concerned this morning that we've got our, our eyes have been blinded, that there's a delusion that's causing us to not see the real purpose for why God has us on planet Earth. And it's not just so we can have comfort and ease and luxury. It's not just so that we can get the next degree or the next promotion or the next job or the next this, that, or the other. It's so that we can make a difference in the impact in the kingdom of God. So we can make an impact in the kingdom of God. Matthew 16 verse 18 says this, that Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. And listen, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The gates of hell, gates, stationary, okay, are not going to be able to stop us, the church, God's people, God's ordained, God's empowered people to be able to go in and to rescue the lost and to redeem the things that have been stolen and broken and, and distorted for generations. God has appointed us for this time. I am recently, a little bit of a soapbox here, Okay. Recently, I've heard some of the discussion that's going on with, um, with, with just, and I, I guess you, anybody watch the news with the, the chan, transgender bathroom issue, okay? I, 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 that's crazy that those words are even being uttered in church. Could you have ever dreamed that that would take place, <laughs> Brother James? I mean, would we have ever thought, okay? And, and, and I understand, and listen, let me tell you, there's no person on the face of the earth that I know of in my heart that I don't love, okay? So this isn't about loving somebody or not loving somebody, and, 
as somebody posted, it's really, I don't think it's about a bathroom issue. But listen, we've got to have discernment. We've got to have spiritual insight that comes from God and not trust in our human or natural reasoning. We've got to understand that this is not just an issue of, of what's happening right now. It's an issue of what's happening now and in the days and generations to come. See, part of being kingdom people is we don't think just about what's going on in the kingdom now. We think about, okay, we realize that we're laying a foundation for what the next generation is going to build on. Amen? So we're not against anyone. We love everyone. But by the Spirit, we can know what the demonic influence is that's directing the agenda behind the actions. We can know that there is a spirit that's trying to not make this just about, um, about bathrooms, but it's about desensitizing society. It's about causing society to, 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 to not establish, to not work within the God-established norms. And why? Why do we want the world? It's not that we're against somebody. Why do we want God's established norms operating in the earth? Because it will bless people. Because it will bring health in people's lives. Because it will bring marriages. People who will be, have great marriages and great families. And people who will be able to, to sow and reap of the good things of Almighty God. That, that's what we want. But there's a desensitization that's going on. There's a distorting that's happening and a twisting that's trying to twist the identity and the purpose and the plan that God has for every man, woman, boy, and girl. Let's confuse people. Let's try and, oh, it doesn't matter what identity you are. It doesn't matter what God has made you. It matters what you feel. And when people have given themselves to what they feel throughout history, it has brought destruction. And we love people too much. We love people too much to be able to see this type of thing go forward. I love my grandson too much to be silent in the midst of this onslaught just so we can be peaceful or so we can be tolerant. It's not about peace and tolerant. It's about loving someone too much to let them stay where they are. Amen? It's about saying, hey, if you're sinking, I'm going to come out there and help you. This morning I was leaving, you know, and I was heading out the door. That looks out the window and a little girl falls on her bicycle. I was like... Oh, Jesus touch her. You know, I got stuff to do. And I'm like, Yvette's, no, no, here. She's screaming out the door, you okay? And, and so, and then she's like, you need an ice pack. And the next thing I know, Yvette's going, here, take this ice pack to her. I'm going, really? I've got important stuff to do. I haven't got time for people. I was like, you know, so, right? So, so you know, I'm carrying this ice pack to this little girl down on the street. I'm just telling you, it's easy. It's easy to lose the value for people. It's easy for our vision, for our understanding to get distorted and twisted. It's easy to believe a lie. The scripture says we'll believe a lie and there will come a delusion, a strong, a destruction that will come into our world now and in the generations to come. So let's not lose sight of this. Our presence here today is to see people saved. It's to see people rescued, to see people healed, set free. But we also have a responsibility to help leave this world and make this world, until Jesus comes, make it the best it can be for the generations to come. Amen? Young people, we love you. We believe that God's got amazing plans for every one of the children that are in here this morning. Listen, if you're a child here this morning, you're, you're an amazing gift to this world. You, you, you are. 
You, you are God's plan. Okay, listen, I'm telling you, God's created you for a purpose and a destiny. And I want, I want to prophesy into you today and to say, listen, don't believe that you don't matter. You matter. God's, God's got you here for a purpose. You can be the one that helps to change the world and to make this world everything that God wants it to be. Amen? So let's set the stage for the next generation. All right, I want to, to wrap up and close. And Jonathan, you going to come up and play or who's going to? All right, I know we're at 12.02 almost. Is that right? Do I see people back there? What? Look at the clock. All right. Okay. All right. So this reminds me, guys, for us to be the kind of people that make a difference in the world in which we live now and that makes a difference in the kingdom of to come, we can't do it in our own strength. How many people know we can't do it in our own strength? How many people know we must have the presence of God, the word of God, the thus saith the Lord that's moving in our lives every day? Amen? Amen. So here's what I want us to do. As we wrap up this morning, I want us to ask the Lord. Okay, I, I very plainly and clearly want us to ask the Lord, God, is there any area, Holy Spirit, is there any area where, where I'm not depending on you for my daily substance? God, just to go ahead, just bow your heads right now. And just ask him, say, Holy Spirit, is, will you please show me? Is there any area where I'm just trusting in me, where I'm, I'm trusting in how I feel about something or what I think about something, or, or I'm just thinking that I don't need you? Is there any area where we're so blind, God, that we don't need you? these last couple of minutes um, we're going to give people an opportunity give you an opportunity this morning to come and just say God I'm coming to you today for my daily bread my daily substance maybe it's I need forgiveness in my heart maybe there's been something some action some attitude maybe there's been something you know the next thing that, that God goes into is Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Forgive us. Is there an area where today I need the forgiveness of the Lord in my life? So let me ask this. Is there anybody here this morning that says, I've never asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins and to come in and to, to be my Lord and to take my life and to make it everything that he wants me to be? Is there somebody here that says, today, I want to accept the Lord. I want to... I want to I want to, if that's you this morning, I want him to come in and to forgive my life. Would you just lift your hand just really quickly? Okay. Looks like everybody's good. Then let me, let's ask him a couple of other questions, all right? And there are three specific things, three specific things that the Lord showed me to lead people through this morning. Is there some addiction in your life this morning? some pattern that continually that you've tried to face it, you've tried to defeat it in your own strength, your own ability, but you find yourself succeeding for a little while and then failing. And that leads to a place of shame and guilt and condemnation. Today, I'm, I believe that God is saying you can come and you can receive His provision to break that addiction. 
You don't have to depend upon the bottle, the pill, the porn, the whatever it is. You don't have to depend upon anything else to meet the needs of your life. Maybe, maybe it's somebody, maybe it's just a, a simple thing. Maybe it's food, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's whatever it is. Today, if there's an addiction in your life that continually leads you to a place of shame and condemnation, I'm telling you, today God has a supply of forgiveness and power and authority and healing and freedom so you can leave different than when you came in. Amen? A second thing, driving down the road yesterday and the Lord just I, I believe very very clearly spoke this to me saying I want you to give people an opportunity that people are dealing with lust specifically I just, just youthful lust it's not hard, hardcore stuff but there's there's just this little youthful lust there's this flirtation <clears throat> just being flirtatious and and, and, and just watching things or doing things that, that get cause a sensual response in your being. And I'm telling you that, that you've kind of done it and then backed off from it and done it and backed off from it. And let me say this, just because you've done it, that doesn't make you who you are. But today, can I tell you that there is a supply. There's daily bread today for this to be broken, dissolved, dissolved, destroyed so that it doesn't have to be part of your life, not for one more day. Last thing. Put this down. To dissolve generational curses. That you thought this is just the way it is. And the two things very specifically that I felt like that the Lord was saying was one was poverty. Poverty. Always just getting by, but then every now and then, a few times a year, something's going to come along and going to take the bottom out. You're going to be, you, you climb to the top of the hill, and next thing you know, you slide right back down, and you're having to start this, this starting over, starting over, starting over, getting out of debt, right back in debt. And I believe today that God wants to bring His supply into your life so that this spirit of poverty is broken off of you your family, and the generations to come. The next thing about dissolving generational curses was negativity and criticism. Negativity and criticism, specifically judgments. I find myself always judging somebody or something. I find myself always evaluating the person on the other side of the room, the other side of the class, the other side of the table. And God, today, I don't understand why do I only see the negative? Why am I always finding the, something wrong with something or someone? And, and folks, let me tell you, you don't, get, you don't get extra points for being able to point out the bad. Okay? I'm not saying we're oblivious to us, but listen, we can trust God's judgments. Parents, I've shared this before, but very quickly, it's easy to take up a judgment against a husband or a wife or a child. It's easy to begin to, to, to say, that's who they are. And if you've got a place of, of judgment or criticism or negativity in your heart that, that that's just the way everything is, then can I tell you, 
that, that you're limiting God because nothing's just the way it is with God. Amen? Nothing's too big for God to come in and to apply His daily resource today and change the person or the situation or the circumstance. In Jesus' name, would you stand? Would you stand? Amen? Hallelujah. I apologize for going a little bit long today. Here, please forgive me. But let me ask you this. Is there anybody here that the Holy Spirit, when you asked him these questions, he was talking to you about something? Just lift your hand. Hold it up there for a second. Anybody? Okay. Anybody? Okay, go ahead and hold it up. You're good. You're good. I'm holding mine up with you. Don't be embarrassed, okay? Okay? We're not being embarrassed. What we're doing is we're going to hold our hand up. And why don't we do it? Let's turn our hands like this and say, God, just say it with me. Say, God, I come to you right now. Say, my strength, my ability, my resources are not enough. I come to you right now and ask for daily bread. I ask for your resource, for your strength, your power, your might, your authority, your kingdom, your will to be done in my life right now, today. And I thank you for doing this. I thank you for breaking the addiction. I thank you, God, for dissolving those generational curses. I thank you, God, for the ability to overcome lust right now. I thank you for setting me free, making me whole, and for empowering me. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Anybody want to give the Lord praise today for what he does? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.